They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Come back. Baby, come back. But bye, 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 bye. But bye, 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 bye. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. Come back. Hello, listeners. We've got an absolute treat for you tonight. If you've not listened to the Richard Bullock episode yet go back it's only about two months ago where we interviewed him to do with the the refugee um team that take took part in the olympics and when we were talking to him he said you must interview dominic because dominic is um is was featured in the documentary was the uh, the most talented runner on the team and left during the documentary to live in switzerland and so we really wanted to get to understand what it's like to be part of the team and also what it's like to make those decisions of whether you leave your country or not um, and and what it's like to then live somewhere cold and somewhere very far away. So to help us with the with this interview, we also have Marcus, who's uh, Dominic's coach, who very kindly has offered to come on and to help uh, to mediate and, and potentially explain. So welcome on the podcast, Dominic. And Marcus, yay! <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> a long, a long warm up, uh, but welcome, guys. Welcome. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, Dominic, yeah. Let's start at the beginning. Um, like when, when did you first start to run? I started when I was young, but I cannot remember. I started when I was in primary school. And so that, it was. Were you competing in primary school, or was it for fun, or was it just as transport, or? Uh, it was the school sport competition. Eh? That is where I start because we used to have the first time is football, then the second time, then we have uh, for athletic. So I do both. I start from football first time, then the second time I go for athletic. So the athletic and, was the only I succeed more than football. And and when you were running as a child, mm-hmm. were you did you think that it could become something in your life outside of just enjoyment? No, I was not putting in my mind that I, I, I was just running because I see all my all of my friends were doing running. Then I just to go because the group all the group were going. So I remember when so, I was for the first to go to national. So the whole group, my group, they drove. So I was the one who can succeed. Then I did because all of them they drove. Then I drove myself also. But the teacher came to me then they told me that you cannot drop. So you have to do it. That was 2013. That was 2013. You were the only person in your class who uh, Uh carried on running. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Then the teacher came and carried me. They say you have to do this, do it. Then maybe it can help you. We never know. So I didn't put it in my head that maybe this thing can help. It can work. So when I reach uh, national, when I reach national, so that was the time that then uh, the teacher now come. He, he showed me the house for Catherine Driver. I don't know if you know Catherine Driver from Kenya. Yeah, the coach. Yeah, 
These are, the ladies is a runner. She come from China, that, from Japan. Then I, we were sleeping from her hotel. So the coach told us this is the building for the other. So that was the time that I put down in my mind. Say, oh, so the leg can build the house like this, very big house like this. That was the time. That was 2013. <laughs> after I sold the house. So after wow, we finished, okay. uh-huh, after we finished that national, so we come back. So I trained. And how, how did you the nationals? In national? Yeah. How did you do? It was not easy. <laughs> 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 it was not easy. I was running three coaches. Then I was I, I was beaten four laps. Three thousand. The pole was that the first was time. On my was the that the first? Mm. The pole was my on my stomach. So I have to bend to go into the but the teacher said no no no. You have to jump over. <laughs> so you have to jump over. <laughs> I have to go outside the pole. They say no, you have to jump. <laughs> I don't like so to hear first... because I, I'm, a, I'm a deep chaser <laughs> and I don't like to hear he cannot even jump the hurdles. So we have to change that soon. Um, was that was that in the nationals that you that was went nationals. under? Yeah, did, that did was you... Wow. So um, and how did you think you when you saw the other runners? Did you think I can be better than these people, or did you think? Wow, they are good. Uh, after when I when I when I go to national, I was having everybody when we go there we have hope. Everyone have to run. Sure, I'm going to win. So after I beat, I beat a little four lap, four lap in three thousand. <laughs> this only four, four six seven lap. This only seven <laughs> lap, and I beat a four lap. Then I come and say, okay, this thing is not easy. The running is not easy. Cannot easy. For the first time, but I saw it 2012 Olympic. That was the first in London when they are running. But I saw it when they are running 10,000. I, I was told, why are these people they are running? So I could have just make one lap. <laughs> I make, I love them, then I go and join them. <laughs> then it was not easy. So I tried this one in my school. I tried it, I said, let me go one lap, then I joined them. It was not easy. Yeah. So after that, then the teacher told me, you have to do it like, don't just run. You have to go with them until the end. Then you can kick, you can spring from the last. Uh-huh. And so, um, we, and which country were, was this for Sudan at the time, or was this? Kenya, Kenya, okay, okay. Yeah. And um, and when did you get involved in the, when did you hear about the refugee team? Uh, I hear this one, this was 2016. And at that stage, that were you still, were you still living um, where you grew up or had you been forced to move or? Pardon? Were you were you still when you heard of the refugee team? Were you still living where you were as a child, or did you were you living somewhere else? Uh, I was just living in Nairobi, but the place was far. It was not near, so it was not. So we met. I met them. It was the they have 
okay, this is like, uh, it's not, I don't know how this. You, you, you came to Kenya when you have been seven years yeah. old. Yeah. And you, he ah. was, although he was gotcha. already living since yeah. when he was seven huh? years, huh? and he came to Nairobi and stayed there on his own. Actually, he told me like two weeks ago when we drove back from the Swiss Inter Championship, we had a long ride back home. And so we could once talk not about running only, but about really what have you done? I ask the same question as you do in your life. Where did you stay? Because I know him now as, a, as an athlete and uh, getting closer to him, but it's not easy to get the information or to understand him sometimes. <laughs> and so, yeah, he changed. So where I live? Yeah. So you're asking where I live? From my, I, from the time I Because yeah. in my head, hmm? um, the, my knowledge of the, the war in Sudan is pretty, is pretty small. But also I thought that the situation had become a lot worse in kind of the mid ends, you know, kind of 2015, 16, 17. I didn't realize that actually it was a long, a long time before. So um, I had not made the connection that you would have moved to Kenya when you were seven. Um, and so it, it's just my lack of information and my lack of knowledge rather than. So were you living in a refugee camp then as a child? Or were you living in Nairobi in the city? So that is where I start when I come to. That is the first I enter that border. That is where that is the only way that you used to. So when you come from South Sudan, you have to enter the camp. Then you have to come to Nairobi. So I think I stayed there like only. Uh, I stayed in camp, then I come to Nairobi for the schooling. Ah, oh, okay. and is, does, does like everyone... Orphan. We are like orphans. Oh, so did you have, did you, did you live with your, did you have parents then to live with, or did you come by yourself, or? No. Just have to look for your own life. And were you, what is it like to live in Nairobi as, a, as an orphan? Are you, do you have to look after yourself with everything? Are there um, organizations that, do you have groups of friends or how, how does it work? Yeah, friends, I have a lot of friends there who are also South Sudanese, but also they don't have parents. Most of them, they don't have parents. They just live there. But their life was not easy. It was not that easy. And so, and so when you discovered the, you been to the nationals and you discovered you had to go over the uh, the jumps. When, how how did you then did that change how you trained? And when did running become more of a focus for this is what I would like to do with my life? Uh, this is after uh, this is when I finished the primary school. After I finished the primary school, then I was trying to join the high school. So I didn't have the enough. Uh, money to pay the school fees. Then there was the, another, there, there was a school, they need a player who can play football. And that time, everyone was playing football. Then I come, the idea, I told them, maybe I can run. Maybe, so that was the, that was the time that I start now running. After now, the, the, the headmaster accept me to join her school, his school. Then I start training. I thought maybe if I will not train, then maybe 
this girl will draw me from the school if I will not perform well. Because the school was like a, you advertise. It's a private mm. school. It was not a public. So if you don't pay, you have to do sport. Uh, okay. I pay the school fees with my. I pay the school with the with the sport, with running. Then the school was far. Instead of paying the, instead of the, there is others who uh, they take they take the bus. But I used I, I ran every morning. So I take. How, how far was it? I think I I don't know the kilometers. I think it is like maybe ten. Yeah, something like ten. Oh. Do you run 10 kilometers to school and then yeah. 10 kilometers back every day? <laughs> How old are you? You should run faster today. <laughs> that, was 20, that was 2015. 2015, wow. Um, and so what, what age were you in 2015? The age, I don't know. I think 17. Yeah, 17. 17, okay. And... Um, so when you found out about the the refugee team, then was well, did you see them. that? I met them when we have the competition. When we have the competition, uh, that was the time I met them. So I didn't know this is the refugee team. So they saw me when I was running. Then they come to me. The coach come to me. Then he was asking me, "Are you from? Are you Sudanese or you are Kenyan?" But I was very angry. After I finished the race, then you come to me immediately. I just look at you and say, how can you, you are asking me that question and you see me attack all from all these people. I'm the only doctor that you are still coming and asking me, are you from, are you from some sort of... uh, Maybe to explain to you, David, it's like uh, he told me that the Kenyans are, are not as dark as he is. So it was like a, a joking question for him uh, to oh, ask right. him South Sudanese, they are really dark. And so that, that why he was wondering, the coaches asking him uh, if he's from uh, South uh, and, for him, and, it makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. And was was that something that you – is there any racism between and prejudice between Kenya and, and South Sudan? Like, did, did were you treated differently because you were a refugee or in your life normally? If you are a refugee. If they treated you different in, in, in Nairobi, the, the refugee team, because you are a refugee and not a Kenyan. Yeah, there is some, yeah, we have some issues. And I think it touches everyone, not only the athletes. Even these people who can live the general life, they still have the problem. Because you have to, I don't know, when they saw someone, like if you are a foreigner, you have to carry something in your pocket to give out. Mm -hmm. And um, and when you then when when you heard about the the refugee team, what what was it that um, when you first thought I would like to do this? Why did you want to do it? What excited you about joining them? The reason I was uh, I want to do it because uh, when we lived in Nairobi, because everyone thought the refugee. If you are a refugee, you cannot do anything that. The other normal uh, person can do it. So they saw, they saw us, it is like, we cannot do it. Even when you, when you go for competition and the teacher written refugee, no one, no one would like to see you in front. They don't. So then I was like, okay, if this is what you are thinking that refugee cannot do it, 
So that that's why I come. Then I said, let me uh, prove them wrong. That everyone can do it. It's not only someone that he doesn't have, have the country can do it better. And and would you be allowed to to race in all of the races in Kenya as a refugee? Would you be allowed to win money? Could you represent a club or? No, they don't have club and they don't have the prize money. No. And um, when you then first race with the refugee team, um, which so you were looking forward to the Olympics, was that the first big event that you would be able to take part in with the team or were there other races before? Uh, 2016, when they do the selection, I was there. My first event was in Eldoret. I ran 354. So after I finished that 354, because all of them were running for, they were running for four minutes. Then the manager talked, come to me, he told me that now you qualify, you have something, they told me you have something like green card. You don't need to go for the qualification. That was in Eldoret. Then they, after that, they come to Nairobi to do the qualification, selection for the Rio. Then they told me that you are not going to run. Then I asked them why. They said, you already made the time the time you were in Eldoret. So they told me that your time was good when you were in Eldoret. So there is no need for you to go and run. Then I say, okay. So I wait. After they did it, selection, uh, when the result come, so my name was not there. And I could not ask them why. So I just keep quiet. After now. What, why did you not ask them? Because when you try to ask them, they cannot tell you the truth. They will just hide you. They tell you all this. When you try to talk, they say you are, uh, you are not a good person when you try to talk. Why do you think your name wasn't on the list? I don't know. This is something that I don't know. And did that... Did that make you question the refugee team? Did it change how you feel about it? You change like? Did it, did it change your view, what you thought about the refugee team when you found out that you had not been selected? No, that one cannot affect me because it was something that has already happened. Then I say when I just keep, keep quiet, it will not help. So it is my life. So when this person tried to block my life, then I said, let me just give up. It's not his life, it's my life. So then I try, I just fight. Then I said, maybe things would be better. So I keep training. 2017, we're supposed to go to Walcross in Uganda. We did everything. Then by the, I think it was a few days to the cross, then they canceled the race. The refugees were not supposed to attend. After that, they say now, because we missed the cross country, then they can refer to one cross country, one uh, relay in Bahamas. So that was my first race in relay. 
It was 800 in Bahamas. Wow, the Bahamas. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh-huh. And and how was that race different to racing in Kenya? Uh, the race was different because uh, to me, when I when we start the the journey, when we were in the in the in the track, so I was the last person to finish. So then, after when I finished, I see everyone standing then cheering after me, and I was the last. It was almost I think like I was given the last. The guy who was supposed to start, he got the injury, so he didn't he didn't start the race well. And what did you, how did you feel? Were you okay with coming last? No, to me, I think I was fine. It was something that was my the first event. I didn't have experience, I don't know. So that was my first event. And what did you think of the, the race itself and the racing with lots of nationalities in front of people and what was that experience like? Yeah, it gave me a lot of things to know about the run, to encourage, and also to give someone that who is a refugee can do something that maybe the anything that I can do it, I can do it better than anyone else. And and what did your friends in Nairobi think about you going to the Bahamas? Uh, I think all of them, we are all happy. Everyone was happy. Mm-hmm. And um, and and during this time, um, do you have a? Are you working full time um, as well, or how are you? How are you living? Uh, for living, I don't have a job, but my job only is to run. Ah, so do the are the refugee team paying you some money to be able to train? No, I'm not under them. I think they cancelled my names after I left the camp. They removed my name from the refugee team. No, not now. I think he means when you when you have been yeah, running in, in, in 2017. Yeah. 2017. Oh, in 2017. Did you work in Nairobi? No, I was not working. Was it, was it going we didn't work. It was only uh, I think we stay only the camp. Only we do the training then schooling. Ah, so you were still going to school. Yeah. Well, as far as I know, uh, you got uh, you trained, you got the meals, mm-hmm. yeah. and you got like fifty fifty dollars uh, a month. Yeah. Well, this was it. This is like they keep kept the yeah. runners there, and because they didn't have any any chance to to move to go somewhere, they, this was the only way to live. So, when what was the next race that you you travelled to internationally? Uh, it was London. World Championship 2017. Ah, wow! And um, and did did that race go better? Uh, it was not better to me, but the performance <laughs> it was not that good. I got injury. I I I, I, I raced when I was having injury. I was doing 1500. Then it was almost to remain in Nairobi. I got the injury the last in the last train, Armstrong. But the coach told me, told me that you have to do it. 
So I do it there. I think around 352. But they learn only in kicking three hundred. Uh-huh. And and at at that stage, were you already thinking of maybe I would like to stay in one of these countries? No. Or, so when when did you when did you start to think that that would be a good idea? I started thinking when I come to after I come to Switzerland after the competition. Yeah. And and what was it about Switzerland or about Nairobi that made you think I would rather be here no, than it there? Was, it was all about my life. Because it is we staying there, we cannot achieve anything. So they give you only this fifty, fifty, fifty dollar. And you have someone that's looking after you, you need something from you. I have the sisters who are looking after me. Then this fifty dollars cannot support them. So after that, I went to Bahamas. I didn't get any. I I got. I went to London. I didn't get any. They cancelled the race. I was supposed to go to Valencia for a marathon. They removed my name. Uh, Denmark also. They cancelled the race. And then in Monaco, they put the visa there. My visa was there. Everything was done. Then after the last minute, they told me you have to wait. Uh, the the taxi will come and pick me in the car at six thirty. So I wait six thirty. Seven zero. Then they called me seven p.m. They said the, the visa was not there. And so it, they told me the do, visa was it, not found. After that, now this one come now for the Switzerland. This one was after we because we don't remain with the passport. They are the ones who stay with the passport. What they are doing there, we don't see. So after we come for the band for this one, Switzerland. So that was the time that I said the visa was there. Then I asked them. The last time you told me the visa was not there, but I see it is here. It is cancelled. What happened? So they told me, oh no, it was not cancelled. It was some issue. We didn't understand. Then I told them, okay. So I wait. But the issue was remaining. I didn't have it before. After all these things, I didn't put it in my mind. So for this one, we were six guys who were supposed to come here. So we went all of us. We used the same fingerprint. So then after that, they say only the two guys they got the visa. The five we are not supposed to come. Then you ask them why they said the fingerprint. The computer was half error. Then they told us the and, computer error. And um and uh, and to to get a sense of um what your colleagues were going through and also what your life would have looked like in Nairobi. Um, so if you'd have stayed with in Nairobi with the refugee team, could would there be a chance that you may have won some money in races or were you always going to be just earning the $50 a month till you stopped racing? I don't think there is any chance. It could be changed, then no one can run away. There is no one can run away. Because you're running away, you need your life. 
There is no way for me I can work and someone is gaining. So after I come to Switzerland here, the coach that I was coming, he was having, I think he, they paid 500. And I was getting 70, $70. They said this was the pocket money that I supposed to come here. So I was sleeping, I, I was with coach. Then the coach came to me, they told me that ah, we have to go for the shopping. We are going to, I told him, do you have money? Well, we are talking about shopping. Because then the coach told me, ah, you didn't give him the money. Then I said, which money? They said I was given the money. How much? They told me if I were. That's okay. But me, I didn't get anything. So after I told him that I didn't get anything, it is like he realized now, oh, so these people, they don't give, this, give the money. Then he told me, okay, the money you are going to get in Nairobi. So in my mind, I thought, oh, when I was, when I was in London, I asked them, they said, you are going to get the money in Nairobi. In Bahama, they told me you are going to get the money in Nairobi. After you go to Nairobi, when you try to talk, so they take you as a bad person. Then you are always talking, and you, can, you are a refugee. You don't have right to talk. You get the free food. You get the free bed for sleep. And who is, who, is, who is keeping the money? Is it, is it one person, or is it always different? Or? Is, it is, you know the problem with it, like, we have a lot of people who keep the money, but we don't know the, the, the we don't know who is having all these things. Because when you try to ask the this you have to talk to this, talk to ask this person. So we don't know exactly who can pay all this. So after I completed here, then I decided to remain after when I finished the race in Geneva. When you go to ceremony, we are given only the trophy. I win only the trophy. They give me the trophy and the glass of water. The same glass like this one. <laughs> that was the glass that I was given with the flowers. Then I asked them now, they give me the flower with this trophy. Is this thing going to help my life? Then they told me, oh, no, you have to wait. Maybe you are going to see things in Nairobi. Then in my mind, I thought, when you go to Nairobi, nothing will be happening. And now... When you look back, do you think they would have given you things back in Nairobi this time? Or do you think it will always be that way? I don't think they can give. And and so in in Switzerland then, what did you before you left, how did you think you would survive? It was just the same life. Because when I was in Nairobi, I, I didn't get anything. So there is no difference. For me to stay here, even though I will not get anything, it will not make difference. But in, in Nairobi, you in Nairobi you have food, you know you know people, whereas in Switzerland, you know, you, you, you have no food, you have you have nothing. For the first time when I left. So to me to left, I was having the reason I said the reason when I left here. I will do my, I will look the way to get my man to be independent. I will run. So that was my first thing that I encouraged myself before, before I make a decision to run. So I was asking, when I left here, what will be happening? When I go to Nairobi, what will be happening? So I can stay to Nairobi for 50 years and nothing will, nothing I will make it. 
So what, what happened? Because when you go to Nairobi, you are always back then. When you start to ask them, I need to go to the competition. So the, the challenge that you are, you are passing before to get that feature to go out, they tell you a lot of things. We pass a lot of things. It is like we are begging. So, where, so on, on the first day then that you left um, in Switzerland, where did you go? We just left six o'clock. Then we start. I start. We go to the street. We work the whole day. The you street. worked the whole day. Walk. We are working the oh, whole walks. day. Oh, walk. Sorry, walk. <laughs> yeah. And um, and and what were you what were you looking for? What what did you what did you hope would happen? I didn't have. I just. Uh, Anywhere that anything will be, when anything happened, I'm ready for it. To sleep in the street, I was ready. And were you worried that you may be arrested, that you may be sent back home, that uh, people may try and take advantage of you, or Ooh. were you worried um, what that maybe the police would arrest you? Or that you would not be able to find food, or I think for the food, I was just thinking maybe by the end of the I, when I left, I didn't have the thing of maybe the food or the place for sleep. I was just decided, let me just remain. I didn't have, I was not thinking that maybe I would not get the food or the place to sleep. No, it didn't. I was not put in my mind. So how how long did it take for you to? Because we you're now in a position where you know you you have a running coach, you are winning races. Like how how long did it take for you to to make a friend or to actually meet someone where you thought, okay, this this might be this might be good. I think three months. Yeah. For three months. And and how did you survive for those three months? Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to, to help him a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when, when he stayed in the street, uh, he was together with another guy in Geneva. This was in May, May 2019. And uh, somehow they managed it that he could stay in an emergency place to sleep. And uh, these two guys met again next the next morning and with talking to some people, they got the information that they had to go to a, a small city uh, in, in the south of Switzerland where you can ask for asylum. Ah, okay. And when they registered there, they took them and moved them to the totally different part of Switzerland, uh, down to Gyasso. Uh, yes. well, this is like in the south, a uh, very nice place if you like it hot and, and yeah, but he did not like it. And there they stayed for three months. It's like the center for all of them, and then he got he got moved, not close, but uh, close to to my place. It's like uh, an hour and a half away up in the mountains, all the way they 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 try to to move the people looking for uh, asylum, and so then the guy who is managing this this facility once in the morning he called me and said, "Listen, are you the coach for running in St. Gallen?" I have I have a guy here who wants to run. 
this was like end uh, middle of August. Yeah. Although I said, yeah, uh, there are many guys who want to run. Uh, yeah, <laughs> are, can you can you come up to the mountains? I'm quite busy right now, but we can do it next week. He, he, he called me again like two days later. And said, He's getting nervous. He said, "If he cannot, if he cannot run, he want to go back to to Kenya." And so I said, "Okay, if this is his decision, he can he can show up in St. Gallen. It's up to him." So he took the train together with uh, another guy for like altogether like two hours, yeah. and he showed up on the track that night at six six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't. He did not talk much. Not at all. We are just talking mostly to the other one, and and, and then uh, we said, okay, let's run. We don't have to talk, just run. And like after like a couple of runs, I, I, had, I had to say, okay, this guy <laughs> really, really can run. He's like flying. Even he did not train for three months, and he showed up in a in a, in a long uh, shirt and some shorts. They just bought him out of somewhere. Not even running shoes, so it was quite amazing to see him running on the track. And so I asked him after this this training, "You want to show up again next week?" And then he said, "Yes." So they showed up again. And for me, and one of the we, yeah. Were you going back by train to the asylum center every week? Yeah, every day. Every day. Okay. Well, it. it they say okay. The, uh, they manage it like they offer them the, the ticket for the train so they can move and go to like school or appointments they have to do. They're really taking care of them, but it's like a two-hour ride. Mm. And for me, the most amazing thing was when he showed up. Like after three weeks again, we re- we really did a hard road race training. Uh, he was suffering. And he took the train for like two hours showing up on the track. We did a road competition kind and then uh, finished with uh, five times 400 on the track. And the last one I was choking said, uh, listen, this guy wants to kick you. And he said, okay, I can try. And so he ran a, a 53 out in his normal shoes just in the last 400. And after this training, I asked him if he has something to eat. Or well, he came up to me and said, Am I allowed to drink uh, just a little bit of water? And I said, what? You, you don't have anything to, to eat or to drink? No. So he had to travel back like for two hours and oh, everything wow. was already closed. There was no bus driving up to this place so to get any nutrition. So it was like, holy moly, this is like a, a diamond in your hands. He, he's not doing anything. He's training just somehow, not eating, no nutrition. This was how it started. You see, Dominic, we are the reverse of you. We uh, we have lots of nutrition. We train really hard. We have lots of gear, and still we are slow. <laughs> so, um, so then, so this was last August, or was this that right? Twenty 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 nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so, what? How have you been living? This past year and a half, then, are you still living at the asylum center? If you're still living in a second haven, no. yeah. No, no, no. Then I moved uh, last year in May. 
from that now I live, I live uh, next to to the court place. And and um, what has happened with Switzerland? Are you now uh, legally allowed to be there, and are you la- allowed to work or? This is this is the problem we are in right now. Also, he's he's here legally. He would be allowed to work, but with Corona and everything, it's quite hard to find a job. Uh, not disturbing, mm-hmm. training too much, and uh, also he could move. Last May, he could really move quite close to my house, but it was not. It was just it just happened because they have to to place all these uh, refugees. To, to different places, so it was really lucky, so we can train more more easily together. And this is what we try to do now to, to change his status because now he's at the status F. He can stay in Switzerland. He can for the moment he can could work, but he's not allowed to go somewhere like to Germany for a race or for training camp. Nothing at all. And this is not so easy to get the other permission. And and what what is it that you want, Dominic? For if if everything you could do whatever you wanted, do you do you want to race in the Olympics? And if you do, do you want to race for the refugees or for Sudan, South Sudan, or for Switzerland? I think I will still have my dream because. My first dream, I was, I was saying that I want to be the first person to get the refugee medal. So that is what I'm still having in my mind. Although they removed my name, but I'm still believing maybe I will get it. I still have that hope. And are you still in contact with any of the the organisers of the refugee team? No, I talked to one. Uh, Last year, I think last year, there was one who called me last year, then he told me the status that I have it, it cannot allow me to go. Yeah. That was the last and, to hear from him. And, and are, you, are you in contact with the other athletes, the other runners in the refugee team? I, I talked to some. And what did, what do they think about you leaving? Uh, I think I never asked them that question because what they are asking me only, they are asking, so how is the life? Is it still hard? Then I just tell them the life is still hard. It's not easy. Everywhere you go, you have to fight. And do you think one of the the worries with you leaving uh, is that maybe that will team will not be able to uh, have as much funding. Maybe will not be allowed as many athletes to go to other races because they're worried that those people will leave as well. And what what do you? Do you feel okay if if that was to happen? How would you feel about that? Sorry. Um, if 
because the, the, the refugee team is, is uh -huh. being, uh, they're paid for as a way to bring hope to the refugees around the world. Mm -hmm. But um, if a lot of from the ref people from the refugee mm -hmm. team leave, mm -hmm. they may stop the refugee team being able to travel. Um, is is that something you are worried about, or would would you? How would you feel if they said, because Dominic has left, we are no longer allowed to rest? I think uh, it's not when somebody decides to to remain somewhere. You have to know the reason why. There is something making to remain. It's not just like that you decide to, to, to remain. But everyone likes to stay in Kenya to train. It's good for the, for the athlete to train. But the reason why they are running, they are running because of their money. So you can stay there. By the end of the day, what will you achieve? It is like you are wasting the time. And the body, the body that you are having now, you have to visit now. When you read 30, the body is to run. What will you do? So you have to, uh, to me, I have to care about myself. I can, you can stay there to make someone happy. The person that you make it to be happy, what will you get, what will he, what will he give, give it to you to be happy too? Because I stayed there, I go to London, I go to, to Bahamas, I went back. I didn't get anything. I went to London, I didn't get anything. So this is like the rest, the guy who went to live Olympics. The life is still the same. Nothing changed. So these are the examples. And, and do you think if you were to win a medal as part of the refugee team, mm -hmm. do you think in Kenya people would change what they think of refugee runners and refugee people? Which people again? Uh, do you think the Kenyans um, would, because mm -hmm. you, you said while you were in Kenya, being a refugee is, mm -hmm. you, it's different in how you were treated to being a Kenyan. Do you think if you were to, if in running with the refugee team, would people in Kenya think refugees were better than they thought before? Uh, I think but this thing is, is tied to someone who stands for the refugee. This is the person who holds all this problem. The other people, they doesn't know what is going on. So you are there, it is like, I am there, I'm a resource to someone. So it is, I'm working for him. Whatever I'm supposed to get, before he have to pass his, by through his hand, to me to receive it. So it have to pass through his hand. So when it comes to me, it is like I'm begging. When they say, no, I cannot give it, I don't have power to talk. So I don't have more power to talk. When they say no, no, and, go to the, 
And are the people who are organising the refugee team, are they, are they refugees as well? No. They are not the refugees. And, and, um, and what's, what is your plan for your life in Switzerland? What, in three years' time, what do you think you will be doing? Uh, I think I'm not sure because in my plan, so I have to prove it first. The reason why I the reason why I, I remained here, I didn't remain here to come to enjoy, or because the place is too good. No, this is not. I don't. I didn't have this in my mind. So the reason why I was very even then when I left here. Then they talk, they say, when I remain here, I will not, my career for running will go down. It will not run again. So these are the things I'm trying to prove them wrong. Who told you that I cannot run when I stay in Europe? I cannot make the time. So the time and that I'm having, if, I want to prove it better. And once, if you run that time, and when you hit, as you say, 30 or 35, and you are slowing down, do you think you will want to continue to live in Switzerland? Or do you think you will want to return to your sisters? Or what do you think will happen? Well, if the place will be good, if the country will be good, then I can go. If there is no problem, if there is not something that can follow me, can give me the problem, if I can be free to go and I can be free to leave. Yeah. No one is yet the place you born, because that is the place that you born. Even though you can change it, you can change the name, but the place you cannot change it. And um, and how, how do you, what do you think the, the Swiss people think of you? Do you think they, they are welcoming? Yeah, I think so. Since the time I come, I never passed these challenges that I was passing in Kenya. So it was and, um, very... And from... Oh, go ahead. So it was like after my first event when I was competing, it was the small town there. He was there also. So we went together. That was the first race I went after when I was staying here. Then after I finished the competition, then I think I received it was 350 francs. Yeah. It was, I think it was 400. It was 450. Then it give, to me, I still have in my mind. After I win this money, what will be the happen? Because I was having two things. The experience I passed for, I, 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 I passed from in Kenya, and what I come and I sit here, they are different. So it, after I get this money, I open in his car. Then he told me, this is the money. What will you give me? So in Kenya, 
you can receive, you cannot, the money that you're supposed to receive, it goes through their hand. Then it could be the one who take the money, then he open it, he divide it, then he is the one who could make the decision to kill me. Hmm. If he's willing to give me the 50 francs, he remains the 400, it is only decision. Then he will say, this is the only money that I have. So anything that they are signing, anything that they are doing, so it goes through them, not with athletes. And and um, do you do you think the uh, this the Swiss runners? Do you think they are happy to be beaten by you? I don't know. I don't know. I think to me, I always. When someone beat me, so I want to make more friendship to him, to know why he beat me, where is my weakness. So when I start to hate him, I will not know why, why he beat me. What was the reason? What did he do? But to them, and, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and, and how quick do you think you could become? What's... Do you think you could win European medals and Olympic medals? Everything comes from the heart. When you believe with the say, I can make it, it will be happening. And to me, it's just a matter of training. When you and put, is when the, you focus, only in running, the good life, you sleep well, you eat well. Why not? Because these guys who are running also, they didn't want to run. They have two legs, the same heart, the same blood. Why not? And is, is there a way, um, uh, maybe you know this better, Dominic. Um, sorry, uh, Marcus. Is, is there a way in which you could become Swiss in time for you to be able to, before you were 30, to be able to run for Switzerland in the Europeans or the Olympics? Uh, it's, not, it's not so easy. I mean, we have the same story, practically exactly the same story with uh, Abraham Tadesi. He's uh, Eritrean. He, he came here in the same age as Dominic did. It's the same story. Uh, he became Swiss after 10 years. We have been competing against each other at that time. And now he is a European champion of the half marathon. He's competing at the Olympic Marathon for Switzerland. And if you have seen the indoor European championship just this weekend, it's like totally different than 30 years ago. It's mixed with all cultures in all, all nations. But to become Swiss is not so easy. Maybe if you get married, it takes you five years. If it's a real love, let's say like this, if otherwise, it at least takes you 10 years. So it would come out like 30, 32. So he has to keep the keep in shape up to 32. But the question is, uh, is it is it all about the nation or is it about uh, times? Is it about uh, getting the goals? And I mean, his goal is this is what he told told me 
In his heart, he wants to break the world record on the half marathon. Even he knows this is a it's amazing time right now at 57, 32, I guess. Uh, he's far away, but yeah, we're going step by step. He has to learn a lot. I mean, he trained like uh, four or five times a week the last couple of months. So we have to pick it up slowly, not to get injured, getting used to the nutrition. And yeah, there's a lot of lot of space to, be, to increase. And it's, it's an interesting journey to do. And we will see where it's going to end. And do sponsors, uh, do you think sponsors would support you? Or do sponsors only want to help someone where they know they can compete at the highest level and where there is no there are no issues with nationality if i'm allowed let me let me tell a small story how we met uh, the refugee team in kenya is sponsored by the sport brand on it's a swiss swiss brand yeah and the funny thing is that the, one of the owners is a sportsman he is a world champion in the diathlon uh, duathlon many years ago and we raced against each other as well so they sponsored these runners there they also sent shoes down there they sent money down there for the qualification for the bahamas and everything but the athletes you can get it's yeah not so easy to explain who is keeping and when he showed up here this guy uh Olivier, he saw him running on a on a town race just next to, to his place so he called me and they knew each other already. And so he said, okay, listen, I'm going to support you. We're going to sponsor you with, with the clothes and with a small amount of money for the first year. Even in Corona, they sponsored him and they believe in him. And so this is really a nice story. And we can really build up on this to, to, to become faster. We not have to care about everything else. It's, it was hard enough. Now we should have a free mind to train. And this is what we have to do. And yeah, it's not it's not only about the top top, even if we want to go there. But we are quite lucky to have this sponsorship to get everything. It's it's, it's not easy at the moment. Well, it, it Dominic, it sounds as if the most important thing right now is for you to fall in love very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, if there are any Swiss ladies listening. I can tell you, Dominic is a very attractive man. He has a wonderful <laughs> smile. <laughs> so normally, if, as soon as they fall in love, they're not training enough. So it's uh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> we have to talk about we have to talk about everything. <laughs> well, um, is there anything else that you would like to kind of to tell the listener, or any other stories you would like to add? Uh, for me, it's nice to see how uh, even even elderly people like my parents or everybody is uh, looking for him now. Well, because 30 years ago, I was running through this small town here and everybody knew me. And now uh, I'm the old guy on the bike uh, chased by a black guy running behind me. And they always they always tell, uh, calling my parents, hey, it was this Marcus. We have seen a black guy running behind him so fast, we don't believe it. And now people getting to know him better and better because they know me. 
And so it makes life for him much easier because they, they like to see him. They like to talk to him. My kids love him. Uh, also the, the school friends of my kids, they want to run with him, to train with him. And I think this is, this is very important to see. Okay. He's, he's, it's a different nation, but he's always smiling. He's always on time, like a Swiss. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's really nice to have him here. And, uh, I try, we try to support him and crowd is, is cheering for him soon. And who, who has the fastest time? You two. It, it depends on the distance. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he will kick my ass so bad. <laughs> but on, on 3K, I'm still leading. <laughs> only, only in the outdoor, in indoor. <laughs> yeah, but in a steeplechase, I would still let him, as he told us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let, let him keep the steeplechase, Dominic. <laughs> That'd be your gift to him. <laughs> I only beat him two in distributors. <laughs> as in well, all the other distances, he's far away, he's far out. As with, uh, we, we increased all his personal bests last year, really, uh, by, by, by many seconds, and we're still going on. And uh, yeah, without uh, an e-bike, no chance. <laughs> and, and do you think, because I was, I was shocked um, I did not know that the the refugee team were holding money from you. Um, do you do you think that that will always be like that? And do you think that the Olympic organization? Do you think they know that that is happening? I think they know. This is the something that we complain seen when we were there. When they come, we talk, we tell them everything. But then they, they didn't take the action. They never took the action. But all these things they know. Uh, and, and do you think... Go, go ahead, Marcus. I think uh, for me it was also nice to, to meet Richard. And uh, I think he really has a a very good view in, in all these different relationships. And he talked to, to Lord Co and everybody. And he, on his podcast, I was listening, really interested. He, he knows a lot about it and he, he can tell how things are going or taking time. And it's not easy to, to, to tell something if you are not part of it because he's telling his way. And yeah, it's always, there are many good people down there and there are some people looking for their advance and we want to do our part to, to make the refugee team or all the refugees heard how, whatever they do. And yeah, let's hope it's going to become better and they, that they can run, sing, walk, whatever they want. And, and do you think anyone else from the team will, will join you? I don't think they have that idea because uh, some that I think when they there is some that they go but they go back they come and they go but I don't know what they what they have in their mind. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. 
and for being so open with us. It's it's been really really interesting, and uh, I I think you're an amazing person, and uh, I I would have done the same as you, but I would probably have done it a lot worse. <laughs> so um, I wish you good luck with uh, with your training. Good luck with uh, marrying a beautiful Swiss lady, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and beating Marcus's time in the steeplechase. <laughs> we will we will keep you informed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, uh, thank you also. My, my pleasure. And uh, and thank you from everyone listening on the podcast. Baby, come back. Bye 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 bye. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around, but that doesn't mean that you have to leave. Yes, and give me one more try Cause a love like this Should I never ever die Come back Fuck you, buddy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>